What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Colin Thompson Show. That's me. I'm your host. I appreciate everybody tuning in. We have an awesome episode ahead today. Harry Mays is joining us here in a little bit to go through the games this weekend and what he's looking forward to watching this weekend. Harry has a podcast with us here at Not For Long Media, a fantastic show with Jason Mertides called Ah Geez, though, to if you have not heard it before, are fantastic. Like you're sitting at a bar stool, just BSing. You know, they put prep in the show, but they act like they put zero prep in and they just chop it up and have a good time. And it's a good laugh. And they get off the record. I mean, off the rails pretty quick, which is tremendous. It's beautiful, man. But um, two great guys and love Harry having Harry on the show. Him and Jason have been mentors uh, my entire kind of media playing career. Two good men. Uh, great. Check out their show. Oh, geez. Harry's coming on which is going to be awesome. And then we did an episode the other day. I have a couple episodes doc. Uh, uh, excuse me. I have a couple episodes in the chamber, a bunch in that. Um, I'm not going to reveal any of the names yet, but we have some really good ones that I'm going to produce. We're going to go uh, two episodes a week here through the Super Bowl, possibly after the Super Bowl. We have a lot of really good stuff we want to get out. And we want to maximize it. This is the busiest time of year for kind of our brand and what we're doing here at Not For Long Media. So we jumped ahead. I did a Rashid Bailey interview uh, and he was going to come out but right before the Super Bowl, but we're going to put it out now. It was so good. Yes, it's 50 minutes long. You'll be okay, I promise. Uh, it was tremendous. Uh, Rasheed Bailey, for those that don't know, from Philadelphia, born and raised, played at Delaware Valley College. Now, used to be you know, DelVal College right in my hometown, Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and now DelVal University. Uh, played there, an absolute stud. Played in the NFL, Eagles, Panthers, a couple of coffee with a few other teams. I believe he had a couple more workouts, then went up north, won two Grey Cups with the Bombers. And just he's a motivational speaker. He's a coach. He's a mentor. Rashid is an absolute, absolute beast. So uh, really cool. We're going to attach him to the backside of the Harry Mays interview. Uh, guys, everything we do here is brought to you by the original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country, fudgekitchens.com. Listen, we all need to do some preparations for Valentine's Day. You can never go wrong with chocolates and their sweet treats, saltwater taffy, everything they got going on there at the original Fudge Kitchen. Psalm Sleep, the best natural sleep drink uh, on the market. Uh, as we bring Harry Mays in here, I'm going to finish my ad reading with Psalm Sleep. Promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, uh, to get 10% off a case of Psalm Sleep. I love it. The magnesium, the natural sleep products, puts me to sleep, keeps me asleep, and then I rock and kick ass the next day. That's why I absolutely love it. Uh, guys, SeatGeek, promo code Colin Thompson, 20 bucks off your tickets, over 50 bucks. We used it the other day to go to the Maryland game. That was great. Maryland beat uh, Michigan. Uh, then yesterday, they almost came back and beat Purdue, which was a good hoops game, a 1 o'clock kind of appetizer, if you will, for the football games that preceded it. Uh, guys, Actions Over Words, Apparel, Kate May, local company down there. They sent us apparel here at Not For Long Media. Really good people. Portion of what they sell goes to the charity of their choice. Actions Over Words, check them out. Actions Over Words, apparel.com. The great Harry Mays is joining us live. Harry Mays, how we doing? Uh, doing great, Colin. Uh, big weekend of football. We had the, uh, the Temple Owls uh, upsetting the number one ranked Houston Cougars on the road as a 19 and a half point underdog yesterday. Quite a weekend of sports. Wow. Yeah, I buried the lead. How about our Temple Owls? Yeah. I mean, could save Aaron McKee, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> those kind of wins. You know, unfortunately, they put themselves in a situation with losses early in the season to Wagner and to Penn and a couple other games that uh, really should have been wins that where they've basically got to, you know, beat Houston one more time, maybe twice more. Uh, they, they might, they're probably going to have to win the conference tournament uh, to get into the tournament because I don't see them going, you know, winning out here and they'd be what the, they'd be 22 and nine if they didn't lose a game the rest of the way. I don't see that happening. They got to go to Memphis. They got to go to Cincinnati. They got to go to uh, Tulane and they have Houston once more at home. So, and they're going to UCF this weekend, which is no bargain either. So, Wow, it's great yeah. Temple football knowledge there. I'm, you know, I'm I'm dying to get back involved. So, listen, if, if they're going to go on a run, tremendous. Please, you know, that would be awesome. Of course, what a huge win for the program. It's a basketball school that's had some splash in the pan, you know, brilliance of football over, over those periods of time. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great to get them back rolling. There's so many great talent in this area. It stinks when it leaves. Same thing I with know. football. Yeah, uh, I would love to see what Temple football would have been if Coach Rule stayed around. I oh, know. I some, know. I know some players in the NFL now were coming mm-hmm. um, that end up going to really big programs, never going to turn down those programs. So it would have been well, really there was a quarterback at Pittsburgh right now with the Steelers that was going to come to Temple. Yes, Remember there that was. Picket? Yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> there was uh, a couple NFL running backs that went on to really big programs. There's a couple NFL yeah. tight ends that went on to really big programs that were all local and would have been really cool. Speaking of it, I don't mean to hijack the show here, but you were at Carolina. You're 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 still there. He was there. Were you surprised that he didn't get selected by the Panthers in the draft, knowing Who? that Rule had recruited Kenny Pickett to Temple? Oh, Pickett. Um, yeah. I, I think there was a need. Just being just being honest, and I. I don't like to go too far deep into things on the show because I I like struggle with like things I know and then things I gotta not know. But I'll say this: there was definitely a need, right, for a left tackle. You can always get a left tackle. You can't always get a left tackle. That's right. like a bona fide star, and that's mm-hmm. what Icky is. This guy can move, and he's yeah. big, and he's strong. NC State, right? Yeah, NC yeah. State. He yeah. grew up in Charlotte, so I just think it was a perfect match there, left tackle. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, I really do. I, it's a great point about Pickett, though. Like, Coach will recruit him. And there were so many guys that he recruited. Like, undrafted Miles Hartsfield out of Old Miss. He's been there three years now. He's a South Jersey guy. He was mm-hmm. coming to Temple, Penn State. Something happened. He ends up going to Old Miss. Hmm. And then Coach Rule, you know, brings him back in. Like, it's funny in Carolina, the stigma was he brings in all these Panthers guys. Like, I'm the only goofball. Like, the rest of them are all legit. And I still played. <laughs> and I still played whatever, you know, seven yeah. years in the league. So, my point is, it's just funny. Like, they just think it's Temple or Baylor. But, like, no, he brought in other guys, too, to piss off that crowd that he recruited in high school that he knew because that's mm. what Coach Rule does. Like, he values people he knows and trusts. Like, that's what yeah. he firmly believes in. So, um, does the same thing with the staff. You see it in Nebraska. It's all the guys that right. he played for, coach yep. with. He trusts who he trusts. Um, you think yeah. he'll get it going again in a, in a positive direction out there in Lincoln? I think they will. I've talked to him before. He's like, man, they just want tough physical team that's going to play hard for that state. And, wow. and he told me, he said it compares a lot back to Temple. He's mm. like, the the president, I believe, was, was a Navy president um, when we beat Navy here. Okay. So he's like, I want that team. You mm. know, I want that Temple team that came in and beat a really good Navy team and then knocked their quarterbacks out. And then they Navy lost, I think, for the first time in 15 years the Army. 
um, when they didn't have a starting quarterback and Reynolds got knocked out and all those things happened. But that's what they want. I think they can get that hair. Yeah. I really do. Like, that's not a stretch to me. Like, I think a stretch to say, like, oh, they're going to be competing for a national title title this year. Obviously, that's a stretch. But I think with the transfer portal, things going on, NIL, and I yeah. hear the facility out there is ridiculous. And they're building a new one. Like, they're in the best building that any of the staff has ever been in in their whole careers. And they're moving out of it in a week, I think. Oh, so, wow. So that's 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 big for recruiting. Um, and they're in a big – obviously, they're in the Big Ten, which helps mm-hmm. them. Yeah, which really helps them. So, and now the Big Ten's nationwide with the teams coming in from Southern crazy. California. So, crazy. like, what well, if you're going to play in that division? Okay, you can recruit California now. You can recruit the Northeast. You can recruit pretty much everywhere in the football hotbed for all the big boys up in, you know, all the old linemen up in Michigan. And right. So, yeah, I think they're going to. Um, I don't think it's a hot take by any means. I think they will. I think they're going to, it's going to be the growing process of they're going to upset a team just like we did at Temple. We mm-hmm. beat ECU. You called the game that we were, you know, they're ranked, all this stuff. We beat their ass. Then they're going to probably lose to a team they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be right around 500. And they're going to compete for a bowl game and be really tough. And people are going to be circling them into tier two and three and four. Like, all right, this is a legit team in the West. I yeah. think that's, that's his path. So, yep. and I really truly think we were heading that way in Carolina. And we did. Coach Wilkes took it the next distance. And we, during the end of the year, we were like right in the mix. So, right. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, man, lots to talk about. You never hijacked the show, man. I love it. This is how I like doing business. <laughs> lots of games this weekend to get into. I'll kick it yeah. off first with the Jags and the chiefs. I mean, the yeah. Jags were this hot pick, right? And yep. the chiefs are, you know, they're on their way, hopefully trying to become like this, this perennial powerhouse. Andy Reid needs to know they want another Super Bowl, right? That you need another one to get to that kind of level. Mm-hmm. dynasty type situation with how good their players are and the hall of famers they have as coaches and players and um a great home field advantage but the jags hung tough and they only lost by seven yeah and speaking of home field advantage i'm so glad uh for a lot of reasons that buffalo lost so this game isn't played in atlanta like it would have been because of the whole scheduling uh uh snafu yeah. but yeah yeah I mean, and, and i'll tell you joe burrow and the cincinnati Bengals are not going to blink they they are not intimidated they know they can handle kansas they own kansas city right now they won the last three straight then they've beaten them in there so this is not going to be this is just like a normal week for joe joe cool <laughs> he is legit oh, man joe cool i mean and the story of ohio state transferred to lsu and then really yep. did some cool things down there in the bayou. Obviously, they had great years. They're probably one of the most loaded teams in college football history. And then he gets drafted by Cincinnati and has all this success. It's just a cool story. I love that yeah. stuff. Um, just tremendous. And what they've done with the, the team and the staff there and that organization. Yeah. It is it is it is turned into like a you know somewhat of a destination now. A lot of people want to go play for that place. Um, yeah, to play with that kid, Jamar Chase is uncoverable. I mean, and all, the whole narrative this week was, well, they, their offensive line is so banged up. They're, you know, they're down three linemen or whatever it was. There's no way they'll be able to handle Buffalo. Well, the first two possessions uh, ended up with touchdowns. That game was over. It was it like was. the Eagles game. The Eagles game was over in ten minutes. The <laughs> Eagles game, and we'll train this around the NFC. I mean. It, yeah, I don't know if I can really, I can't say what my thoughts were on it, but I yeah. say this, you know, I just that I love the Eagles and the Niners rosters. Oh, I just the playoffs. Yeah. We got the four best teams. Really did. There's no question about it. And I didn't mean to uh, bypass Kansas City. Uh the Mahomes injury was was significant and he comes back and plays in the second half. I mean, 
but I got to give props to my fellow Berks County man, Chad Henney, for coming in there and, and leading them to a touchdown drive, too, in the first half before Mahomes came back. But they need Mahomes, and I think that everybody's kind of overplaying the fact of how hurt he'll be next week. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, so I was thinking about bringing this up in the show. I'm going to now, kind of the process of how this will happen. So high ankle sprain, they're sketchy, folks. As everybody knows now, people have their own, everyone's got the PhD and mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. And, and and it's good because there's a lot of information out. So it's a good thing. Um, but he's got the high ankle sprain. If they're bad, you're done. You can't mm-hmm. even walk, let alone run. But it, obviously he came back. So the procedure was for him. They taped him up. He probably went back in. He probably got shot up or whatever he did. I don't know what their procedure is. But move on. Plays the game. Played great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, could, you could tell he was uncomfortable. It is a – this is not just like a roll your ankle on a curb situation here, folks. This is like real real shit. Yeah. So You had a 270-pound man laying on that, on that ankle, yeah, man. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah. And you're yanking and pulling and you're in like – some guys have this innate ability to just go limp when they're getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Christian do it. These guys, they just, boom, they just kind of let the fall happen and they don't fight it and they just get up and roll off of it. But sometimes you're just straining. And that's just the game. It's hard to mm-hmm. do both. Long story short, the process of, of this week will be like, I mean, full out sprint. He's going to have stem on that, getting trying to get the swelling out of it. He's going to have the compression socks on it. I mean, it's going to be non-stop. Yep. He probably won't do anything more than a walkthrough. I don't see him running. Right. I'd be shocked. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But, you know, for him, he's like, just get me to Sunday, get the adrenaline pump and get to Kansas City. I believe it's in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah it is. Get, to, get is. to Kansas City blood flow and the fans will be going crazy in the adrenaline. And here we go. Just right. get me to the first snap. How about Chad Henney, man? Your boy. Yeah. Johnny. How about Unbelievable. that? Unbelievable. He's had a yeah. great run there. Like this offseason, how do you not try to bring him back again? Yeah, and I know he's older, career. and you're like, well, yeah. maybe we should probably bring in the next guy. Well, why? Two, three playoffs yeah. in a row now. I've come in and made big plays, no? Yeah, it's kind of like one of those guys, like like a Chase Daniel. You know, he's been in the league forever. And, you know, but anytime they have an opportunity, you know, like they they keep you in games or they'll, you know what I mean? Like, it's that's a, that's tremendous. He's a Wilson West, Wilson West Lawn kid, which was the neighboring high school to where I grew up. I so remember – him coming out and how big his name Michigan, was. Yeah. Michigan. There's a lot of guys. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out this year. Listen, the market for backup quarterbacks is really good because yeah. there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. There's a lot of really, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. Then there's a lot of really good ones now. So they're kind of trickling down in the good category and how important it is because of how just injury prone this world is, not just the guys, it's just football, man. So like I got to keep an eye on a PJ Walker. He's going to get yeah. paid. You know, I, there's going to be PJ can end up in a familiar place. I'll say that. And be if they don't sign him in Carolina, I don't know what's going on for him, but he yeah. could be on a legit, if you're a, a team making a playoff run and you need a backup. I mean, he came in this year for us. Yep. He did. Did great. I think what he did this year is going to guarantee the fact that he's going to have an extended career as a second string quarterback in somewhere in the league. No doubt. You know? No doubt. It's going to be fun to watch. He's a great guy. Love playing with him at Temple and love playing with him in Carolina. Okay. What do you think about the Cowboys, Hair? <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott can't stop throwing at the other team. I mean, you know, that's that's the big problem there. They got a really nice defense. They did some really good things defensively against San Francisco and kind of bottled them up, gave their, themselves a chance to win the game. But you know, the turnovers, you can't have a quarterback turning the ball over. I mean, that's one thing, you know, Brock Purdy, everybody says, well, the, you know, Cinderella story, the the clock's going to 
you know, chime midnight at some point on Brock Purdy. He doesn't turn the ball over. Okay. <laughs> then, you know, uh, Shanahan does a fantastic job of, of running offense, but Dallas's defense is, is legit. They, they, they got to fix uh, the offensive side. They need another weapon. I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott is way past his prime. Pollard broke his leg, unfortunately, uh, because uh, I like that kid as a running back. He's a, he's a, he's the best back on that team. There's no he's question. He's very about versatile. It. Versatile, yeah. excuse me. And I think he's going to be a very high paid guy. And this, I mean, that's no hot take, but he's yeah. up for some money. It's a shame what happened. It is. I like that's the tight end too, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, He's everyone's really getting on the red zone. The game stuff, but you're right, yeah. Eric. Very good in the red zone. He's a yep. good, solid player out of Stanford. I like their tight end room. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think it's a team all really trending up. You know, just eliminate, like, the hoopla around it. Mm-hmm. It's like Well, there's all that's always going to exist down yeah. there, I think. No doubt. Yeah. And I get it. It's a part of the brand. but, mm-hmm. but, but And it's good because it makes a lot of their players a lot of money off the field. And Jerry's a genius with that stuff. He really right. is. But, um. I should say Mr. Jones, maybe my boss one day. But, <laughs> you know, my point to all of it is it's an interesting team. I think they're trending up. Eliminate the hoopla, eliminate the stuff. They're trending up. The defense got better, which, you know, used to be probably one of the weaknesses of the team. They're good defense now. Yeah. Dan Quinn is awesome and should be up for head He'll probably get a job. He'll probably Yeah, he's the best. He recruited me to Florida, Salisbury, played at Salisbury. Oh, from yeah? A, from Jersey. Yeah, he recruited the area. Mm. He was tremendous. I mean, I was like, I want to go play for this guy. He was there one year. And then he went back to Seattle as the D.C. and kind of the rest is history. But always been, you know, just an ally and a great friend. So they need to get a compliment to C.D. Lamb, too. Yeah. Though, yeah. I mean, that's the thing now. I, because of the college offenses, these guys are like growing on trees, these wideouts, because it's so spread. It's so get they have so many reps now. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say back in the day we were, you know, I would say 20 started happening in 08, like Leach, Mike Leach, the read option, all this stuff. ECU would have these receivers that have like 20 catches a game. You recalled those games too. Mm-hmm. And it's just these guys have a lot of reps now. So you can see the wide receiver position. It's like, look at the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> look at, you know, you can have a guy who's undrafted come in and catch, you know, 50 balls. So right. they'll find one, I'm sure. It should be interesting to see. You know, I mentioned the Eagles earlier, the Niners. They're my favorite two rosters in the NFL. Yeah. What do you think about the Eagles here marching forward? Well, I think, you know, as long as their offensive line, you know, Lane Johnson's banged up I and mean, he's playing through a lot of pain, um, didn't finish that game. I think Dickerson uh, took a pop too. So, you know, that's been really the the hallmark, if you ask me, is their, their offensive line is just so good. And then Howie Roseman did a tremendous job in getting, you know, A.J. Brown in here. And, you know, the weaponry is just – it's like you said, them in San Francisco, it's like one and one A. Uh, it's a shame that those two teams can't meet in the Super Bowl because to me, like the NFC Championship game uh, is is Super Bowl caliber the, uh, this coming Sunday afternoon. But uh, no, the Eagles have done a great job. Hassan Reddick has been a, another great acquisition uh, from Howie Roseman. It's so great to see him come home and succeed. You know, I mean, he's had, you know, good years with the Cardinals and uh, Panthers and so forth. But now he's doing it in Philadelphia, you know, where everybody's watching. And I just I'm so happy for him. Yeah, it's massive. From Camden, walked on a temple. Yep. You were there. Great I was story. there for it all. Just an unbelievable Great story. story. I think yeah. mom and, took and you, out That's alone. the thing where you hope if they go to the Super Bowl, like with all that week leading up, somebody does, you know, really puts out the Hassan Reddick story so everybody knows, you know, how great of a, of a situation it is for him. Yeah. You know, maybe we, maybe we could feature it here. I mean, I, there you go. I know Hassan pretty well. We had many yeah. battles. We've had many of battles. Uh, temple. He was like the fourth D end, or he was playing like linebacker and corner. He was like all over. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, 
that senior year, he was like the mid-round pick, supposedly late-round pick. And we'll see how the senior bowl goes. And then he covered everybody at the senior bowl, and he rushed the passer at the senior bowl. And yep. he ran a ridiculous 40, and then I was like, okay, boom, first-round pick. And then he's kind of moved positions, and then now he's gotten settled into the edge. And he was like, great for us in Carolina. I was bummed yep. to see him go. Like, his leadership, people don't understand. That dude is a leader. Like – it's one thing to say, like, yes, he's a leadership and he's good with the team. And, like, the guy on the sideline, you see, like, giving everybody high fives. Hassan is, like, real leadership. Like, mm. put it on my back. I'm going to carry this team. We had a joint practice against the Colts. It was very physical the first day. We were out here. We're going to play like pros. We're not going to do anything. They weren't cheap, but they were playing really physical. Boom. Hassan challenged the entire team. Hey, that's not happening again. It was the most physical practice of my life. I've never had so much mm. fun. My hands are – I don't know how we played a preseason game too, 48 hours later. I mean, that's thats the one thing with the joint practices. They're great. You get to show yourself in front of an organization. Yeah. But they're harder than they're harder than games. Because games, you don't know. Oh, is that right? Going. Yeah, because yeah. in games, you, it's third down, third and four. We could run the ball. We could call a screen. We, don't, we have literally – and in practice, it's like one-on-ones, pass pro, tight end versus an outside linebacker. They know your pass setting. You got to block them one-on-ones safety on a tight end jam in your face. They have no help. You have no help. They, they, you know, they know you only can run three routes really. Okay. Here's the run period. Here's the third and short period. It's seven on seven. All the linebackers are dropping for depth. So everything is harder hmm. than a game. In my opinion, you're, you're yeah. less open. It's more physical. Guys can take risks because it's not on a national TV and B it's practice. It's what you got to do. You got to take a risk to get better. So Hassan is like, he carries the baton, you know, and that's what he'll do. And he is from Philly. He played yeah. a temple. Like he is really from Philly. Camden. Did he like, walk on as a running back? He walked on as a defensive back. I believe. A defensive back. Okay. Okay. And the progression from there to linebacker, it was just unbelievable. And he's mm -hmm. just a great guy. Like, I mean, he's just a warrior. So yeah. Um, off the field, he's, it was great. He's a great teammate and, you know, obviously in the community, he's done amazing things. So Kim going back there, getting paid good for him. Yeah. We missed him in Carolina this year for sure. So yeah, that Eagles team is exciting to watch yep. the, the way they go about their business, the head coach, the personality on the head coach is something oh, else. Yeah. He's out of control sometimes. <laughs> I mean, but, Billy couldn't be happier. Well, right? right. That's the guy. Right. right. I mean, and Nick's great, obviously, but man, he's like telling i don't know who he was telling i know what the f i'm doing but yeah i saw live right i'm oh boy who's he ripping like probably some like line judge who was it like, was some nfl sideline guy or something <laughs> I, I don't know what it was but he was yeah he ran down near the goal line down there hey coach you need to call time out here the clock's ticking down i'm bob i work insurance during the week and i'm holding the sticks <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> i'm telling oh. this guy when he's got back either get back in the in the box or we're going to probably give you a penalty or call the timeout mm -hmm. it's probably a closet eagle. he's probably an eagles fan he's like coach call the timeout the clock's sticking down <laughs> that that game was just over in, in the first two drives i mean it's you know totally outclassed giants had a nice year dave really probably probably the coach of the year and deservedly so uh but me personally as a person here in philadelphia i'm hoping they extend daniel jones for 10 years because i can't you know it's a <laughs> They ain't going anywhere beyond where they, they went with him, in my opinion. I think there's a lot to unpack with everything. There's always more to it. I think their roster is a roster that's trending up. Mm -hmm. They have capital. They have, you know. So they need we'll some see. wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Everybody, 
we'll see again. There's, there's again, that crop is ridiculous in college. So we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, what else? I mean, there's so much going on in the world of sports, which is great. Is this the best time of year? I, for me, it's that spring when it's like NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Uh, the masters is here. Like that's my favorite time of the year. Um, but this time is so much fun for me because I actually get to watch the games down and enjoy them. A couple yeah, of beers, right. wings, like hang out, like instead mm-hmm. of being like, exhausted watching the game and i really don't even want to watch it i just want to turn on whatever ozarks or something else i kind of like that october november period where you still have you know baseball is still in the playoffs and you know you're starting up your your basketball seasons and you got both college football and pro football going you know 100 percent. that's probably my favorite time middle of the fall i like it middle of the fall the weather's still good you're golfing every day you know, that's, that's also a major key. And as we wrap up, when is the last time you played golf? Uh, last time I played golf was probably Sunday a week ago. I've gotten about five, six rounds in in January so far. Where are you playing and how are you playing? At my place is the 1912 Club, formerly Plymouth Country Club in Plymouth Meeting. And uh, much better. I'm much better on a short game. I've been really working hard at it. And I got a new putter from the great people over at Makefield Putters, which is a great local company that is uh, uh, turning a lot of heads with their technology. And I'm looking forward to uh, breaking that out in the spring when the greens get good. Wow. That's yeah. big. That's big time knowledge on putters here. I need, I need all the technology I can get. They're out of Ben Salem. I'll have to swing through. Give yeah, absolutely. Sponsor the pod. Absolutely. They've got, a, they've got a fitting studio over there. You go get yourself fitted. Oh, you know, yeah, me, start rolling it. it. When's uh? What's the plan? You and ha- Jason Aji's just killing the show. It's fantastic. Yeah, we had to skip this week. He's been sick uh, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of germs going around the Mertitas household. Uh, so we're actually, I think, going to get to to do the episode tomorrow. Typically, we do it on Thursdays or Fridays, but he couldn't do it this week, so we had to postpone it until tomorrow. So Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday because he's not going to be at the barn. That's the right. That's right. Oh, Harry Mays. I'm going to continue my show here, but I appreciate you, man. Hey, man. Anytime. All right. We'll talk soon. The great Harry Mays joining the show. Absolute stud. Again, someone I've been fortunate enough to work with and got him here at the media company and and, uh, just just a man. Just a man. So I'm going to finish up my show here because Harry, we did 25 minutes for Harry, uh, but I have a couple little tidbits. And then we got Rashid Bailey coming on because Rashid is just, oh my God, I think you guys are going to love him. Again, everything we do here is brought to you by our friends over at the original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Fudgekitchens.com. Check them out. Okay. In my notes today for the thing, for the show, not the thing, excuse me, Jack's tweet. And listen, let's be honest. And Jack, I want you to cut this whole thing because I know everybody know that I'm talking smack. Jack cuts things and posts things on our page. Jack runs the whole show pretty much. We have people that do a lot of great work for us, but Jack kind of pushes the buttons on what gets posted. So if you have an issue with it, go to Jack. So Jack's going to post this because I'm going to read his tweet. He's very favorable to himself on his on our social media page, which he should. He says, quote, I give it three seasons until the NFL has a conference championship MVPs like the NBA and the MLB. Seems like inevitability. End quote. Follow him on Twitter at Jack P. Connell. I agree with Jack. Why not? I think the NFL is evolving. They always evolve. They listen to fans. They're going to listen to your tweet, Jack. I think they will. Why not? Have a conference championship, have a conference uh, championship MVP, you know, have a, a wild card weekend MVP. Why not? It creates more buzz, more social media. So good on you, Jack. A good tweet. 
for once in your life. No, I'm kidding. Great job, Jackie. Again, our team at Not For Long Media is amazing. I appreciate everybody what they do. Um, there was a tweet that, and we'll post this while I'm talking about it. If you want to go to our social media and see the video, the guys here in our group text with Justin and Jack, and they helped me with ideas for the show and all. There was a tweet about the Eagles, quote, the Eagles are being accused of cheating on field goals. What, uh, watch this video and give me your thoughts. No frauds, excuse me, uh, run it at run it back Philly on Twitter said it. So if you zoom in on the holder, what he's doing down is putting like a little piece of tape balled up on the ground or whatever it is. He's just grabbing like a, a smelling salt or something just so when the holder catches the football, it gives him kind of a reference point and a mark to strike the ball down. There's a lot of grass that you're looking at. You want to be perfect for the for the kicker. I don't think that's illegal. The rule book definitely doesn't say it's illegal. And it's just kind of one of the unwritten rules that you're allowed to do. He's not putting it on, you know, there to prop it up anymore. It's just a little landmark for him to put the ball down and be more accurate with holding. Extremely important. And nobody talks about this enough because people don't really understand. But the snap hold kick, and again, we had J.J. Jansen on and Johnny Hecker about the revolutions of the football and this a perfect snap in the NFL is literally catching. It goes down right away. It's not even, you can even have to really turn the ball over. There's no spinning of the football like the old days, like the snap comes in perfect. So there is no spin. Uh, That's a whole science behind it more than people think, but yeah, to answer that tweet, I want to answer that before we finish up. That is not uh, cheating guys. Bar of the week this week, heroes pub in Annapolis, Maryland. It's located in West Annapolis, right when you come into town, right near the Navy football stadium. This place is awesome. Their website says everything you need for a great time. Great jumbo shrimp, satellite TVs, 48 beers on tap. This place is absolutely tremendous. I love it. It's a locals vibe. People say it's a lot like Davis's pub uh, of the other side of town. So it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. I love it. Um, Great like wooden bar stools and they have like the tin bar tops and tin tabletops and the TV's going, they have the mute, the, the live volume on for the games, all of the, you know, fire patches from all the fire departments across the country that have been through there. Again, heroes pub, thanking the service members or service member type bar, which is great. Thank you again um, for your service. So, okay, let's do the rating TVs. They have the TVs all over the place. Uh, I'm going to go four to five on the TVs. The service was tremendous. Uh, a couple bartenders there just killing it, running around, doing the whole thing. So I'm going to give it a five out of five on the service. Really was good. Cold beer. Beer was good. Wasn't on ice, but it's still cold. Four out of five. Um, and then let's see. Uh, food and ambiance. Love their wings. Really good. And just love the ambiance of everything. So we'll go four out of five. So we're going to go 17 out of 20. Heroes Pub. Check it out, Annapolis, Maryland, the bar of the week this week at the Colin Thompson Show. All right, guys, so we had Harry Mays on. Lots to look forward to. We have another show coming out later this week on Thursday. Working on getting some guys that are playing in the NFC and AFC Championship games this week to join the show. So stay tuned. Lots to look forward to. Guys, Rasheed Bailey, listen to this whole episode. This guy's an absolute legend. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate everybody tuning in. So I asked Sheed here as we're recording. I said, Sheed, you ready to go? He said, I'm always ready. This is the type of action you guys are going to get today, dialing into the show. Rasheed Bailey, legend, man. What's up, man? I'm in Not the flesh. Not Valley College, where I, where I grew up. That's what it used to be when I grew up. And we were doing like, uh, in the my dad was always out there. We'd be doing like, I don't know, we did some charity stuff there. We always shot hoops there. I trained there. 
I'm, I'm, I'm bearing the lead. We're talking about Division Three to the NFL, CFL Championships, Rasheed Bailey. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good, man. I feel good to be here, man. Hey, it's like this has been in the making for about, like, I don't know how long, man. I'm glad I'm finally on here, man. I've been watching what you do, yo. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Everyone's in for a treat here, man. Rashid has just had an unbelievable story. And and as those that follow the show, I like to do a little prep and just have a really true conversation. I would say we're like Joe Rogan minus the hundred million, minus the politics, minus the weed and booze, you know. So what's left? I don't know. Just some conversation and some good times. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. So, dude, I, I mean, what are you up to now? I see you got the mic here. I see you doing some motivational stuff online. Tell everyone what you're up to. Oh man. I'm, I'm really, to be honest, man, I'm stepping to who I'm, who I'm, who God has called me to be, bro. Um, I feel like I've been doing this speaking thing for a while. You know, I go to Delvile all the time. You know, I, I've done high schools. I've done so many things, but you know, like I always feel at peace when I'm speaking. So I was just like, you know what, let's, I need to find a space where I could just freely speak and just like really get some of my messages across and just, just build it up. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what it is, just build something up and wherever it goes, it goes is, you know, I call it uh showtime speaks. So whenever I'm feeling uh, emotion or just want to share the journey that I've been on, um, it's something that I really have a strong, strong passion for. And um, I'm going to build this thing and I'm going to build the bricks to it. I'm going to build a house, bro. And, and we're going to make some, some, some use out of it and really like try to like really get to the people that really need to be spoke to. Like that's my whole, my whole thing. Athletes, young kids, single parent moms. I mean, everything, man. Who like that's what I'm targeting. And um, I feel like the people need a voice. These kids out here that are struggling, trying to find us, trying to find a way. They just need a voice to hear, man. And I just want to be that voice. What group do you enjoy or are you drawn to talking to the most? kids man like yeah. like i even i remember you know that i can go back you know i went and i talked to temple and um it was like a sharif floyd thing and and like that was like one of the first places where like people like got, like some of my friends finally got to see me like speak in front of everybody and it was just like oh like this dude can actually really like he can bring it and even for me like you know i just been building up my confidence I just been building it up, building it up, building it up to it gets to a point where like, yo, like I start calling myself a motivational speaker, you know, and um, I, I was just being me, you know, every room I try to walk in, I always try to be myself. Um, and it just comes naturally. And I just figure like, you know, why not take it and and, and, and go run with it? And, uh, and, and, and people respond. And that's the best part about it. You know, sometimes I go through my messages and it gets overwhelming and you know, I'll dis I'll disappear for a little while. People are like, yo, where you at? What's going on? I need to hear some some motivation. What's up? And then boom, I drop something. And it's just like, yo, and everybody goes crazy. And it's just like, you know what? This is where I belong. Good for you, man. That that there's a certain feeling of a home where you live in, brick and mortar, whatever that may be. If you're with a significant other, if you're in a city, if you're in yeah. a town, whatever that may be. And then there's a, like a certain feeling of home. Yeah. With work, right? Like that's a lifestyle, really. Now, do you see it? transpiring over into coaching because you have a great mind for football as well um coaching scary man coaching I, I, is I, scary i do you know it's crazy you know, the scary part is i feel like I, I i can go in so many directions with, with what i'm doing and it's just like 
sometimes I sit back and be like, yo, like I got so many options. I just got to use my, I got to use my connections. Um, Cause sometimes you get to a point where you get, you're trying to build yourself up in your career to build up your name. So like people can respect what you're doing that. Like sometimes you feel like I'm not as confident as I need to be to take that next step. So like, I've been quiet for a while because I've been trying to like build my career up because I felt like, all right, the NFL didn't really go as planned. It didn't really go how I wanted it. So I felt like I needed that to validate who I was. So like now I'm at a point where like I've won two championships in the CFL. I built up my career. It's time to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like now I got, I'm in that space where like, I feel comfortable walking in certain rooms. Now I feel, I feel like I'm here. So it's just like, I feel like the sky is the limit with, whatever I try to do. Um, I just gotta, I just gotta, I just gotta play my cards. Right. It's funny. I, I, I feel the same way and I'm, I'm at a crossroads. I'm continuing my NFL career. I played great. I, or football career, whatever that may be, which direction I had a great training camp, got hurt and came back after, you know, a little bit of time. And then I signed back to the practice squad and, and, and had a solid year, you know, just yeah. grinding through their grind or P squad. I know you know what that's like. And bro, I, I just want to tell you before you even, I'm proud of you, yo. Oh, thank you, buddy. Nah, like, yo, like. The journey. If it's one person who I look at and be like, yo, like, I respect his grind and, like, what he be doing and, like, you building up this podcast. Bro, I, I literally was on your page, like, the other day, and you were talking about restaurants of the week, bro. I actually did my little research and, like, looked up one of the restaurants, and I hit up the <laughs> I hit them up and said, I'm coming, I'm coming through to come try some wings, bro. Like, oh, man. Like, bro, like. I like what you're doing, man. I respect it. I appreciate it, bro. Like, for Thank real, you, buddy. Man. So, you know, I'm building up something, too, here with the media company. And it's funny. I'm still playing. I'm still a player. I'm still a football player. This was my job. Yeah. You know, but I've been blessed to be in environments of coaching and showing that I can do that. And then be in this environment in the media world and showing I can do that. So the older you get, everyone's like, hey, you ready? You ready? You ready? I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on anybody yet. I was still playing. Yo. And that's the hardest fight. It is. When you and I are 25, 26, everyone's like, yo, how's ball going? Right. And right. now it's changing a little bit. And I'm like, I talked to my wife the other day. I'm like, I'm not on this action. Like, I'm out on all of this. Like, I'm I'm down. I have this career. But it's no different than last year when I was 28. Now that I'm 29 and I got was on the practice squad in the NFL for a year, everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, this is reality this league. This is how this rocks and rolls. Like, it's not going to be beautiful. You went to the CFL. People may label that or whatever. F that shit. That's a hell of a grind too, and there's a lot of respect to that too. So my point is, I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger, but even when I am to pull the trigger, I'm, I find like I'm, I'm almost, I'll, I'll probably fall into it naturally, and you will too about what yeah. you want to do in your life. Yeah. But I'm afraid I don't, I don't know what trigger to pull. Do you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like I you're do, in the same yo, situation? I, I really do, yo. But like for real, for real, I tell you all this. I think the best part is. Is that we got options, right? At least you got the trigger because because for a long time football has controlled my life and everything I did, my decisions, and you know what changed everything? COVID. Mm. COVID allowed me to tap into something else that did not have anything to do with football, and I became, um, you know, I was in talks with trying to you know become part owner of a gym, and I was a I was a teacher. And I used to teach classes at this fit at, at this like at this uh, it's called Fit Southampton, right? And the energy that I was able to give to the people, and to see the like, you know, I'm used to like giving a speech, 
and leaving and never seeing like, you know, like I'll look from afar to see what the results are. But to give the energy that I was given in the workouts and everything like that and the music and the motivation and everything to see it happen daily. Yo, it changed my life, bro. It helped me see that like, yo, I don't need football to get to people or I don't need to be at this. I can be right where I am and have an impact. You know what I'm saying? And, and it allowed me to, to, to see something different in myself other than just catching a football or running or whatever. It made me see my value more. And um, I just continue to keep building from it, bro. Like, but there's a lot to unpack there with COVID. It's changed me too. It's changed a lot of people. And it was, you know, no, yeah. it, was, it was weird because of my best year playing football ever. Um, it's the most opportunities I had professionally played yep. you know, 300, 350 snaps somewhere around there. Yeah. I was involved there. We bought yeah. a house. My wife and I got married a year later. Congratulations. You know, so, thank you. So it was like, you know, it was a great year that way. And then the media company was started kicking off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then reefer coaching, I coached at Cape May regional high school and, um, you know, I had a real role with it. Offense coordinator. I've been involved with defensive consulting, special teams consulting. Yeah. And the hardest part with me was leaving it because I could see every day like COVID, right? I don't know if we can get in trouble with it now. Maybe if we do, I'm sorry, but we were grinding. I would go to the beach with the kids at 6 a.m. and we'd work out. I'd do the workout with them. Yep. And that's the only way we could hide from like people being like doing workouts and stuff. Right, and we'd, like, right, talk right. Through the new offense that I was installing and then. Eventually, I went away, and I'm like, man, this is really hard being a consultant. Talking about you're saying, I speak, and then I leave. Because, for example, what Rashid's talking about, if he speaks to a team, they listen. Yeah. The coaches say, hey, listen to what Rashid has to say. Right. There's a breakdown, and then that's it. People roll out, you know, and yeah. you hope it resonates, and it does. With one, two, ten, whatever. You hope in just one. Yeah. But my point to that is I was leaving, and I would be – you know, involved, involved, involved every day with these kids. Yeah, man. And now when I stepped away, it was really hard. But thankfully, because of Zoom, I was able to meet the kid, meet with the kids. And I still do once a week. I meet with the kids Monday nights and we go yeah. over, you know, a different mentality that it takes to be successful and watching yeah. film and being critical and how ball security equals job security and ball yeah. security, ha- holding on to the ball shows you care for your teammates and the organization, all that yes. different stuff. And it yes. and the and I'm seeing the benefits. Not just kids are getting offers and kids are putting on weight, but kids are having fun in there. And, and they are. But I, but are, I just yeah. it triggered my mind. Like, man, you're right because you can invest and see it. You can see it right away, especially with yes. kids. That's why yeah. I love it with kids. We're doing a camp in Key West, and you know everybody says why Key West, and I was like, well, I vacation there. We go on our tight end trip every year, as you know in the league. Guys go on trips with position they groups. Do. Yep. And my guys had a blast last year. And I'm like, you know, we could do debauchery for five straight days or four straight days. But why don't we just throw a little work in there, help the kids out a little bit. So yes, we're doing sir. a camp down there. That's tough. So, yeah, there's a lot to pivot with you and I, man, because there's so much. I want to start, start day one, though, like your life. I mean, I know you grew up in Philadelphia. I, I, you know, I know you went to Division Three football. I knew yeah. the, the the ride's not easy. Just start early on your life and, you, you, you know, your your family life, where you grew up, some of the good, some of the bad. Man, so like, you know, I grew up in like a a rough environment, bro. You feel me? Like I grew up in like Abbotsford Projects, you know, like like a lot of people don't really make it out of that. You know what I'm saying? They don't really like, they don't see the light coming out of that. I feel like I was always driven as a kid to want to be 
something that I never really saw, right? And like, it's funny because this picture, it's a picture right here. This is a picture that an artist drew for me, right? And it's like, it's me as a little kid, but it's the city of Philadelphia, right? So like, back when I was a kid, like my mom used to protect me and my brother by not allowing us to, she didn't let us go outside that much. She didn't, she always gave us, we always had something to do before we can go do what we wanted to do. And even if it wasn't done right, she said, no, you need to, you know what I'm saying? So like, as a kid, like sometimes like I would stare out the window, I would stare out the window and where we grew up right there on that little hill, right there in the projects, it was the skyline of Philadelphia. And it was just like, as a kid, it was like, yo, one day, like one day, yo, I'm going to be something that people going to be talking about. People going to remember, people going to say like, yo, that kid has got a gift. And like, yo, this kid has grown up. And like all the stuff that I've been through, all the people I lost, the trauma, everything, it's just like, it's, it's, it's almost like, yo, like I'm the symbol that like, yo, it, it wasn't for nothing. You know, like, and like all the sacrifice that my mom made, like I grew up in a single parent home. You said like, you know, like my dad was, he was there, but he wasn't, he was there, but he wasn't. It was like one of those type of relationships where, you know, every time I would get in trouble, I would see my dad, you know, like he would show up. Um, but like the journey was always like, I gotta, I gotta take what I want, but I gotta maneuver through all of the disaster to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, with no real roadmap, like who's telling with no you real to, roadmap, you know, who's what I'm not like, telling you to navigate that. Nobody, no, like I didn't grow up where somebody told me to go, yo, go work out. Yo, go, 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 go pick up a ladder, go get a hurdle and go work and go do that. I was very blessed that my mom, she began her journey. Like when she, when she was working, she, I remember she used to work in a YMCA and then she eventually, she went to Bali's and then now she's like the GM of like LA fitness. So like, I've always had like a part of like a gym. Like I always was able to like to go like sit at my mom's job. And like, you know, like I remember one day as I was in high school, like I used to just like go in there and just try to work out with some of the dudes I saw in there. That my mom was cool with, and then like some that they used to be, they used to be players. I re I can't remember their names, but like they were the ones who really they got me started working out, and that's where it really started to happen. You know what's but, funny too? I remember growing up looking at those kids and coming home to my dad and be like, "Dad, oh my god, these guys are unbelievable." And he and I was lucky; I had this in my life. My dad you know, was like, yeah. "Son, you're going to be bigger, better, stronger, and faster than all of them." I'm like, "Dad, they're dunking," and he's like, "Son, it's going to happen." I was lucky; I had that visionary. My mom was incredible, but. I remember, man. Remember how good they were? <laughs> Yo, like some of them, some of them dudes, like, bro, it to be honest, like when everybody was like going division one, like this, is, like fast forwards to like yeah, fast forward high school and you know what I'm saying, like stuff like that. Like, yo, like, I saw everybody going division one, and this where the regime really started. Like the Will Parks, the you know, like Jalen Strong and everybody, Sweet like Jalen went to he went to junior college first, but then he went to Arizona, but like Sharif. All these Will Fult, like all these dudes were coming out and they were, and I was like, man, I'm trying to do that too. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that was the hope and dream for it, but I really didn't have no blueprint. I'd had nobody to help. That's why I was under-recruited. Nobody really knew about me. I didn't go to, bro, I didn't go to no camps. I didn't, bro, everything was from the muscle, bro. Everything was, bro, I remember buying my own ladder, buying my own cones and, 
shoot, I did it myself, bro. Like, and I'm not saying I did it myself, but like, I really had to go and be self-driven and I had to find a way to make it. And it was a lot of things in my life that kind of pushed me over that edge to say, you know what? You got to take this to another level. And that's why I like, you know, where I'm from and, you know, I don't like to make excuses. So like, I'm the type of man that like, yo, like, um, if it's something that needs to be done, I got to go get it. But you have a choice. You know, I had a choice in a lot of situations where like either I go down the wrong path or I take this right path because I I feel like it's going to lead to something. And when you're in that position, sometimes when you're growing up in the hood, like you kind of get like you kind of get pulled in, a, in in different directions. You like, man, I want to go be cool with them. But then again, I'm, 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 I'm fighting for this dream that I don't know what it looks like, but I know if I do the wrong thing, I'm not going to be able to get to it. So it's certain things I had to deal with growing up. And it was just like, you know what? I dealt with it since I was a kid. And I still deal with it as an adult. But, like, it's easier to handle. You yeah, feel you me? Know. Like, adversity and, you know, wanting to do what everybody else is doing. And, you know, I just wound up, you know, creating a way and creating something out of nothing. And, you know, now I'm sitting here on the podcast with you talking, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, about the know, drinking, a, drinking a coffee. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Now, how did Del Val get involved? <sighs> Man, Delval, man, special place, bro. Like, I, 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 what happened was, people don't know this. Um, my junior year, like, I only had one catch. I had one catch as a junior in high school, and we ran at Roxborough High School. We ran a wing T type offense, so we didn't have like, I was putting my finger in the dirt. I was a tight end. That's why I got a lot of respect for you, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like, bro, like I am a trench. Like I used to play de defense was my thing before I became a receiver, bro. Like that, like people want to know why I'm a dog, why I'm not scared or why I, I play with, I play so fearless. It's because I know what it's like to be down in it. You feel me? And um, I started like that. And I remember senior year in high school. That's when things started to really like, I start to step into it a little bit more, you know, like, and I had, I had, I think I had like nine or eight touchdowns or whatever like that. Like I was, I was, I was a late bloomer and only teams that were coming in were like the division three schools, right? They were coming in and everything like that. And one division one, one division two school, right? And it was Millersville. This is untold, bro. This is untold right here, bro. I remember going to a visit with my family to Millersville, right? Saw the campus. It was nice. They they spoke it all up. One of the, you know one of the PSAC schools. I'm like, all right, I don't know nothing. I know and I don't know, right? I wound up seeing everything, talking to the coach, whatever like that. I don't remember the coach's name, but I'm pretty sure if he sees this video, he's going to remember me. Um, I never got a call back after that. I went on a visit, and I never heard from him ever again, right? And here comes Delval. Delval, and I, you know, saying like Duke Greco. Duke Greco was one of the first men, and he happened to be white. And he was like very persistent. And he showed me a character that like I never received from a man in my life. And he would hit me up. He would check on me. And it was like, it's nobody else I want to play for. 
I made my decision late to go there, but like, I was like, I I'm playing for this dude. I don't care who I'm playing for, but like this dude right here, he sees something in that little 88 kid. He sees something in this kid. That's where 88 was first born. Like that's where I first got 88. That's where I walked into it. And then like, I fell in love with that dude. Right. And I fell in love with the school. And I remember being this Philly kid, you know, we, when you were from Philly, just hard nose, you just, you know, you talk a lot of smack. I get there and I'm like, I'm coming here. I'm leaving after two years. And I'm going to go here for two years and I'm leaving. Especially after seeing everybody go D1. I'm like, man, like, I don't know nothing about clearing house. I don't know nothing about all this camp stuff. But, like, Del, listen, I'm going to Del Valley. But I'm going to figure out a way to try to go D1. That was, like, the biggest thing in the world. Sharif Floyd, all of them was, it was, it was a big thing, right? And I wound up falling in love with the school, man. I never left. Um, and it was a lesson in that because... I'll tell kids to this day, like, you can be found. I didn't know that, but, like, in the midst of everything happening, I started to be like, okay, I just got to develop. And every word that he challenged me on and how he treated me, Duke, it made me a better person. It made me a better man. Um, and it made me a better player, bro. And, you know, I went on to have one of, you know, I wanted, you know, like, broke every record at the school. You know, I've done everything there and, you know, the rest is history. But one of the main people who really like had a big part in that was Duke Greco. And to be honest, my friend, uh, my brother, he's not even my friend, my brother, Bernard Avery, bro. He was like one of the people who like, if it wasn't for him, bro, there would be no Showtime sheet. There would be no, you know, like we was roommates all through college. We went to high school together. And because he was going to Del Valle too, it was like, we, we was going together and we had each other's back. And shoot, man, like, you know, the rest is history, bro. Yeah, yeah. So to paint the picture for Del Val, uh, it's a town I grew up in, Duelstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's yeah. A ton of really good high school football, CB West nah, back is. in the day. Uh, a lot of really good coaches. I say it all the time. Mike Pettin Sr. and his impact on football in the entire area of yeah. southeastern Pennsylvania is immeasurable. North Penn, Central Bucks West, trickle yep. down into Philly. The competitiveness yep. of how that created really good youth programs. Uh, on the flip side, how it put pressure on city schools to do well. The emergence yep. of Al, the emergence of St. Joe's Prep, the emergence of Archbishop Wood. Yep. These powerhouses, I think, has everything to do with Mike Pettin and what he did because people became associated with success being from that Bucks County, Montgomery County, Philadelphia area with football. And it pushed kids and parents and players and coaches to seek better youth programs, more yep. clinics and make better products. And now if you look the state of Pennsylvania, which used to be heavy Pittsburgh and still yep. has a lot of great players from Pittsburgh yeah, is heavy. heavy, heavy, heavy Philadelphia and the suburbs where I'm yes. from. Not yes. just the city. No, it's just the city. Heavy suburbs. We have yep. six kids from Wood. LaSalle yep. has six kids. These are NFL I'm talking about. St. No, Joe's, yeah. St. Joe's Prep has probably 10, 12. Marvin Harrison Jr. is coming out. Yes, so, he is, man. And so Story with that, too. Unbelievable. So it's been an unbelievable area for football, competitive yeah. athletics. There's NBA players, white, black. It doesn't matter. There's Great players, great people, great football men and women in that area. So that's a hat tip to you guys from me and Rashid. So Doylestown, though, is small town, but a really big small town, I would say. Yeah. And a nice one. 
uh, yeah. in a great school in the middle of a cornfield where they shot the movie Signs. And uh, it's an hour from Philly. It's not far yeah, as a crow it's not. Yeah, but you know you could take the train right from North Philly. Yep, you could. And and what's that? Forty five minutes. A like maybe like yeah, bro. 45, 40, Not even catch, that, man. Catch the express. Hopefully, you don't stop in Lansdale. You feel but, me? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great, that's that a great train, point man. though, because a lot of the kids from Philly went to the suburb. Like it's a that's a great point about man. It's a, we got a lot of kids, man. A lot of kids, wow. with a lot of grit, a lot of heart. I was man, sitting he, this year, and I, I have it on my iPad. I'm going to publish it. I was nervous about publishing it. I'm going to do it. I don't want to offend anybody, but I got to really yeah. study the rosters a little bit more, and I'm going to wait for this draft class to come through. But I was going to make an all-southeastern Pennsylvania football team just in the NFL, just in the yeah. CFL, and put everybody on it. There's no I'm, – I'm thinking I'm going to be the fourth, fifth tight end. I'm not even on the top eight. I'm, I'm screwed, man. I screwed myself off the my list. <laughs> so, so I'm out. It's like so many tight ends, so many guys, is, offensive bro. linemen. Um, so it's going to be unique. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to publish it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about it too. Cause I know there's some kids in the city. I probably don't know as well, yeah. but I got, you know, I got the big guys on there. We'll get into it, but, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, it's a unique area we're from. I'm trying to tell everybody, it's kind of funny. We're with these Texas guys. I'm sitting next to, you know, Raheem Blackshear, who's from Philly. Went to our yeah, I know. Board. We worked out together. I love Raheem. And he's right. telling, we're talking, talking to Foreman, who's like Mr. Texas running back, played at yeah. UT. You know, played in the league, played for the yeah. Texans. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, bro. I'm like, well, we got six guys in the league. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. We got six dudes in the league. You heard of Kyle Pitts, Ryan Bates, Raheem. Like, we got guys. So, it's funny. It's been a great journey. It's not about Archbishop Wood or these schools. It's really just about you today. But it, it's a product of our environment. No, nah, yeah. We all come from different backgrounds. You know, I, I was, you know, hate the word spoiled because I had to earn it. But I had everything yeah. I needed and more to have success. Um, but from a guy like yourself who who was truly grinding, you know, I have a ton, ton of respect from you. Nah, you know, it's crazy, man. This is just you talking about our area, man. Like our area, man. Like every time I showed up in NFL locker rooms, bro, and they'd be like, yo, yo, where you from? I'd be like, I'm from Philly. They'd be like, oh yeah. And it's like a, I tell kids all the time, like, yo, when you tell people where you from, it don't like matter what school you went to. Nobody knows I went to a division three school. Nobody, like I would show up to all these NFL teams and all that. And it's Imano versus Imano. And I'm putting one hand up and I'm like, I got stories, man, about the NFL journey and everything like that. But like when I told people that I was from Philadelphia, bro, like they'd be like, yo, yeah, you, yeah, I, 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 I like they they respect how we do things up here. You they feel played me? with they play with guys on one team. They yeah. know a guy from college from there. Yeah, yeah. It's unique too because the areas produce tons of great yeah. Division two receive yeah. Division two players, Division three players. And if you look at NFL rosters and primarily coaching staffs, yeah, every 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 staff's got guys that you know played played at yep. Kutztown. Yep. They played at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Yep. They played at Pitt, coached. I mean, it it's really it's a unique area. Um, nah, for real, man. And it's like, hard to talk to people about outside of the state. You know, yeah. Our, everybody's state thinks are the best, but I just think the depth of it. And again, I'll go back to it. Eighties, nineties in Bucks County, Montgomery County. It changed. It changed it because of yeah. TB West became nationally ranked and number one team in the country for like five years. Yeah. North Penn was top five for five years. North Penn, yeah. 
and it created this youth movement, community movement. I, I I'm gonna dissect it one day whenever I come up for air. I'll probably be no, sick. yeah. When I retire, hopefully you retire at 50. Because the Catholic League was 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 booming during that time. It was booming, but I it was and it's booming now, but it's yeah, a different it's, world. There's recruitment, it's way different, you know. It is, it is, it so, is. So, and that's a whole other story. We don't get into it. I want to transition to the NFL though. So, how did it happen from Del Val to the hometown Eagles? <laughs> yo, like, so my senior year in college, yo. Bro, I broke every record, yo. Like it was like, bro, I had seventeen hundred yards, or was it was it nineteen or whatever it was? <laughs> it was up there. I had nineteen touchdowns, like led the country in like every category in Division three. And then I won a lot of awards during my senior year too, man. I, I my the biggest award was the Maxwell the Maxwell Award. That was the award that. You know, like I got Tri-State Player of the Year, and I go to this event every single year, man. I I, I love the Maxwells. I love the people. I love the energy. I go there to try to be best dressed every single year. I mean, like the energy is good. Um, I remember giving a speech there too, man. And that was when that was like my first, you know, coming into like you know in front of NFL coaches. And I remember, I think it was what was his name? He was the office coordinator at the time. I can't Pat Sherman. Pat Shermer, um, somebody, I think one of his kids or his son or somebody was getting an award from him and he wound up being in the building. And I remember giving a speech about my mom at this event and touched so many people. Um, and it was it was beautiful. Everything about it was beautiful, whatever like that. But the story to it is um, when I was coming out, um, schools, like teams were like coming to DelVal. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. Like it was different. Like it, it hasn't happened at Del Valve, you know, ever or probably a long time ago. But and you know um, what the funny thing is, Rashid, most of that happens for kids in high school. Like it yeah. would, we'd have like twenty coaches there from all yeah. different colored polos yeah. and teams yeah. and all over the country. And then for you, it was nobody. No. And then now at the real level where it matters the most, yeah. it happens to you, where on the flip side, it doesn't happen to most. So that's they were credit to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, and like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was different for me. And, and 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 what people need to understand is, even when they start coming, you still got to perform. Like, you, you got to be your best. It's my best advice I give the kids is this. And I'm actually going to speak to Temple. I'm going to need some of your advice. But I'm going to speak at Temple here at the end of the month. Yeah. And my one piece of advice I'm going to give them is, when you enter the league, yeah, you need to be at your best. There's no redshirt year. There, There's no like potential unless right you're now. a freak. Guys like yeah. you and I, we got to win right now. Right if now, you're a, if you're a freak, you got some time, and yeah. they know you're a freak. You have about yes. a year max. Drafted. If you switch right. from like yes. tight end to tackle, like your senior year of college, and they still want you to develop from tight end to tackle, they'll give you a year on the practice squad. Yes. Yes. You got to bail some hay and be ready to go for that next training camp. Because if not, you, they'll be like, all right, he didn't get any better. He's out. Exactly. And 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 as quick as you got in here, it's as fast as you're going to get out. So, you know, back to the story of like, um, they were coming in, teams were coming in and stuff like that. And um, it got closer to draft time. I wound up like training at Test Sports, like up in North Jersey. 
that was my first time being around big Division One athletes. I'm Alabama, LSU. It was different. I got. I wound up getting an agent. It was a whole. It was a whole thing, bro. Um, but I remember the day of the like. It was like the third day of the draft or whatever like that. I thought I was maybe gonna get drafted or something like that. It didn't happen like that. And I had a couple of choices on where I wanted to go because what happens is they call. And then you got choices, maybe three or four, maybe five, whatever. Teams will offer you money. Um, who were the Who were the teams? You remember them? Oh man, I think it was Cleveland. I think it was um, uh, the Bills. I think it was um, it was a couple more, bro. It was ago. two others. It was two others. It was two others. I can't remember, but Eagles was one of them. And I remember I was sitting on the steps, and like my whole family was there, and I was just like, you know what? Let's 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 keep it home. At the end at the end of the day, man, if you got a chance to go play for your hometown, like you gonna second guess that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They offered me no money, no signing bonus, no nothing. I was there on a limb. It was just all just faith, bro. And I remember that's why it goes back to the 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 story of Pat Shermer. When I said that, all right, I told my agent, I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to Philly. I'm going to Philly. I'm going to Philly, bro. I'm, that's where I'm going. Pat Shermer called me on the phone and he was like, welcome to the Eagles. And it was like, I had him on speaker in front of my family. And it was probably one of the greatest moments of my career, bro. You know, like just that whole moment, man. Just like, bro, everything about it, man. I grew up, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I used to be, and I'm still a fan, but I used to be a diehard Eagles fan, bro. Like I'm talking about like, bro, like, the Donovan McNabs, the, the the Brian Westbrooks, the Deuce Staley's, the bro, you, you, I'm here. I was here for all of it, bro. B Dog, like, B Dog. I mean Trotter, Curse, all the dogs. Like everybody who you know, what I'm saying like I'm through it and through all. I was a, I was a, I was an eagle. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it was just like if I get a chance to put this uniform on, oh, you better believe I'm putting that uniform on, and it built up, yo. I was just on the phone with Earl Wolf yesterday, and he was like, "Yo, shit, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I never met a player who got, who got better that fast the way you did, bro. Because you probably weren't even exposed to it, and it's nothing to do with Del Val. It, it, it just you're was not playing the guys. You, you're, nah, you're probably, yo, you're, you're back every, to like the high school all star game when you're facing the, the stud from Northeast or the yeah. kid from whatever Washington, and even yeah, going, because you're so even, raw." Even going back to that, I didn't even get invited to play in the All-Star game. <laughs> like people, like when I when people hear my story, when they start to listen in, like I like that's why I'm a no excuse kind of guy. Bro, I had to really get it from like there was no all-star games. There was no camps. There was no there is no excuse, bro. Or why you can't really go and be what you want to be. You just gotta find a way to do it. Because I made it out of nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't have no all-star game, bro. And it's it's laughable now because I'm still here. You are. Like, and it's funny too. This is great for kids. <sighs> kids, I know it's a tough world out there, guys. I get it. It's harder life than Rashid and I were. You know, and I'm talking not just where Rashid drama. I'm just talking phones, image. People, everyone yeah. thinks everyone's having a gloryful life. It's not the truth, guys. Not not the truth. Like and, I stepped away from the pod for two weeks this year. I have done episodes every week since I've started this because yeah. personally there was things going on in my life that I needed time on. So the bottom line is this, 
And it was a DeMar Hamlin situation too. I didn't feel right. I just felt some people were piggybacking off that and trying to get some yeah. followers. I just, yeah, no, this is a way different. But my point to all this, guys, is Rashid is junior years, his kids listening and parents listening. One catch played in the NFL. Okay. That's a wide out now. I don't know if it's a lineman, not a DN who intercepted a football. One catch. My senior year, I was the number one tight end in the country. I had 13 catches. When I was at Temple, I had three catches my last year at Temple. I'm going on my now seventh year playing professional football. So kids at home, I get it. You want to go to the combines? You want to go to these camps? You want to go to these cash grabs? You want to yeah. – my suggestion, get to work. Get to, get to work. Because when your moment's going to come, because it's going to come, there's going to be an opportunity for good players. You got You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for it. And maybe if you fall on your face because you worked hard and you made the right connections along the way and you did the right things and you're a yeah. good person and all those that you took care of your schoolwork, all those connections will happen for you. They will. But it's you got to go. You got to work the whole game. You, you do. It's not just one aspect of the game here, it's everything. Everything. Yep. It all matters. I, so that's that's why it's just great. No, nah, for real, bro. I really just recently just heard a thing with Ray Allen, man. He was like, it's not talent that got me here, it was how hard I worked. It was the time. It was the effort. It was the energy that I put into this thing that got me here, you know. Like, and I and I sat back and I really realized that, man. And I put it all into fruition. Like, yo, like, I'm only I'm only here because of hard work, Colin. You only here because of hard work, bro. Like, it, and it never stops. And when that when the moment presents itself, I always performed. You know, and I'm still performing, and that's why it makes it so valuable to be able to speak. And to be doing and to be actively playing, actively going through it, and be able to like serve it. You know what I'm saying? Because people feel like they can relate to it. I'm here, I'm in it, I'm doing it, I'm proving to you, I'm going through life. That's why you just like you just said, you disappear sometimes for a little bit because you got personal things that you got going on in your life. But like, yo, bro, it's it's not easy, but it's worth it, yo. Tell me some NFL stories. All right, I like to as a player with the Eagles. I mean, kickoff, kickoff return. You're a special teams guy. You're preseason. You're not starting the game. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No. So look, I remember, yo. I'll never forget this play. I just, I recently just posted it too, man. Um, Tim Tebow, man. Tim Tebow, like just being in Chip Kelly's offense. Just all of it, yo. It was, it was, it was a different energy, yo. It was just a different vibe. I remember, man. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was the third quarter. I think that, you know, it was hot. We were playing against the Colts. I got my first catch of my NFL, like, career. Like, that was, like, the beginning. And I remember, I remember to this day, Tebow moving to his left a little bit, and he threw that ball up in the air. And I put one hand up to go and grab it. And it was and all you can see is I, on the video, you see Jordan Matthews like jumping up and down, screaming like, yeah, let's go. That moment for me was just like, I'm here, yo. Like that's what I, that's when I, it started. To, I still wasn't, I still wasn't me yet. See, and that's what people need to realize too. And I want people to understand this too, is just that like when you get your dream job, you don't fully step into it yet. Like as a young rookie kid, D3, still trying to maneuver and figure it out. If I had more time to get my confidence where it needed to be, if I would have never got cut and I would have stayed on that Philadelphia Eagles team and I was on that practice squad, 
by to get time to develop, man, I think about what it could have been, bro. Because and that's my point. Where I am now, in. these NFL kids, man. That's what I'm saying now. I'm the best version of myself at 29. I'm not done playing. I'm not, bro. I got, bro. I got four or five more years left, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. And and I'm very content with staying up in, in the CFL, bro. And 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 one day becoming a Hall of Famer, you know, win more Grey Cups, bro. These rings, these Grey Cup rings, big diamonds, big heavy diamonds. Like what makes the rings. CFL fun? Huh? What makes the CFL fun? It's it's just it's just the CFL is just man. I tell you, man, it's a game of speed. It's a game of leverages and knowing your angles and the field is bigger. The game is just faster, yo. You know what I'm saying? There's three downs, 12 players in the field. You know, it's really no different. The skill level, especially in the back end, man, come on, man. Like it's, you know, like it was, it's, it, it's like division three football. Like when I first got to division three, it was like, man, I'm going to come here. I'm going to run this gym. Because I had I had to grow a respect for Division Three. It was the same thing for the CFL. It was like, this not the NFL. This ain't. But when you get there, it's like, hold on now. It's some dogs up here. It's some it's some energy up here. But you gotta wait your turn to get on. You do. And I thought the same thing at Temple too, man. I transferred yeah. to Temple from Florida. Yeah. That Temple dogs. team, there's like thirty guys in the NFL now. Dogs. But and coaches, dogs. I was like, who's this Matt Rule character? Who's this Matt Rule, Matt Rule character? Yeah. But, but I, I, yeah, I was shook. I'm like, I'm going to roll yeah. in here. Oh, they're throwing people around. No, no, no. We had like eight edge rushers. And they're like, the last one was like a son Reddick, this random dude, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Big energy now. What's up? He's like, Not so long. I think it's like, it's, it pays, man, for the be that sometimes to be kind of underrated, underrated our situation. Number one tight end coming out. It paid for me to kind of go back to Temple, and I paid for me to to, to go with these coaches and these strength guys, and like this, no, I got yeah. lucky. The best PT in the world was there, so helped me get right. And it not only was a humble thing because I was always nah, yeah, yo. hard. It's just like I needed to refresh and get down to that level and develop and develop more than just like I'll oh, be a good player. How to be a good person? How to be a good husband? How to do all these things the right way? And then. How to be a good ball player and handle the process of film and studying and notes. No, and yeah, man. From there, no, a- it takes off and it pays because you're not going to make it your first try in the league unless you're, you're a not. really high draft pick. If you're a fifth, fourth round picker later and you don't perform in a year or two, you'll be gone. You got, you got to work hard. Enough, it is, you know, you just develop that grind and then you do you look up. You do, yo. Like, Holy cow! And that's what you I was trying to do. tell people this year. My personal family, family, friends are like, "Man, peace squad." I'm sorry. I'm like, peace squad. I'm sorry. I've been three years in Carolina. If I told you I was going to be active for two of them and a peace squad for the whole other entire the other one, we would be doing jumping jacks here. Come on, man. I had some jumping I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I had some of my best times in Carolina too, bro. I got so many stories about Carolina. Yeah, man. give me Carolina, Carolina story, please. Any Carolina, man. Real dudes on those teams you were there. Spartanburg, Yo, I know that struggle. Cam Newton. All right, I'll tell you about Cam, man. Different Cam, cat now. Huh? Different cat now. Different. Multiple ways, different cat. Yo, like, when I tell you, like, see, everybody saw, you know, what was what was around it and everything like that, man. Like, man, that dude taught me how to always be myself. Mm-hmm. I used to go to his house. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like I remember we had, uh, it was like a receiver type thing, and it was in Baltimore. 
and he has this thing. Yep, he has this thing where he takes everybody, and uh, we go to this place, and we stayed on like this little this little house on the hill, or whatever, like that. It was nice, right? But we ran up this hill, and I was the first one up. I'm talking about like when you talk about earning respect from a guy who you like really respected and looked up to in a way where like his style, you know, he was a dude that never wore the same thing twice. He just had a different type of energy about him, yo, that like, you know, like that was just that. And when I got to the top of that hill, yo, and we up there and our energies match, I'm screaming, they screaming. And it's just like, that's the day I earned his respect, yo. And it was, it was, it was, it was one of the most, it was like one of my best moments in my career. And that's when I was like, you know what? Just keep going, Sheet. Just keep going. But that day on that hill, I remember, I remember after that, Cam took me. He took me. I think I, I think it was the next day or whatever it was. We went to the Under Armour store, right? I'm still, I'm young, right? And he was like, yeah, she go ahead. Go get whatever you want. And I was like, huh? You mean to say I can get anything I want to hear? Bro, I picked up. Two shoes. I got some shorts, some pants. He was like, "That's it. You, that's all you want." I said, "Oh, it's, I'm trying to be humble. I'm trying to." That was one of the best moments, man. Like, man, that, that's an untold. I never told that story before, bro. Like, that was. Yeah, it was, was great, great having moment, Cam. Man. People always ask me right about guys on the team, different guys, different personalities, yeah. and usually a guy that's. There's a lot of you know. There's something around them, right? Tim Tebow, Cam Newton. They're all different, right? I'm not comparing them. Yeah, uh, you know uh, what was Odell like? What was because yeah. what am I gonna say? What was um Colin Thompson like? It's like okay, like right, he's, just one, he's a role guy. Right. So you know, Cam was in the beginning. You're like everybody was like, oh boy, here we go. See how this goes because it's it's time. There it was the yeah. Ron Rivera thing was a right. Yeah. They had a great run. Oh man, they had a great run. Legends and pant, they're legends. That whole yeah. team full of legends. Ring of Honor, Hall of Famers. Yep. Um, C Mac was like the carryover, obviously. Oh my God, yo, he was an animal, bro. Like, I think he's bro. the best player in the NFL, personally. But. Yo, this dude is like he's like a bro, he never stops. He always keeps going. Yo, he's never phased, bro. Like this dude, bro, he one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life, bro. But no between point. him and Luke Keekley, bro, different, different, different people like, and their work ethics and their discipline and how they go about their business, how they treat their goodness, teammates, how bro. they care for people. It's a bro. Complete package of a human being. There's a couple of them in the NFL. There's not many of them. I always say how many guys are really freakishly gifted but also work really freakishly hard like an undrafted player. Yo. I think the list starts with Christian, and there's maybe a couple guys. That's nah, it. Yeah, the whole, yo, Christian, in the entire world. Bro, he's one of the dudes. I'm not going to lie to you, man. He's one of the dudes who I brag about that, like, I got a chance to be around. Like, he yeah. – you know, like, when people say, yo, Christian McC like, listen, bro, that dude's a dog. And not oh. just what he does on the football field but how he works and what he how he treats his body – you know what I'm saying? And you can see, like, you know, him being in San Fran and, bro. bro he, I think he's the best player in the NFL. I really do. Um, I think you can play a lot of positions, do a lot of He really things. can, you And he's just tough, and he's a great teammate and much things. Great Cam teammate. Because Cam was just a presence, was unbelievable. His presence was different, you know. How worldly he is and how smart he is about the world. Like, he's not just, you know, I'm a quarterback and I'm a football guy. No. Usually we have, like, one passion outside of No, football. yeah. yeah. Cam's nah. like the most interesting man in football. You're That's like, what I'm saying, bro. Like he, bro, he embodied that, bro. Like I remember we used to go out before before practice, and bro, like we in a stretch line, and he ain't doing no stretching. He out there giving energy. 
screaming, and I'll be screaming with him. And like he, I don't know, he just made everything fun, man. Now he had his flaws. He had stuff about him that whatever that people would be like, like whatever. But like, and people don't know what they don't see, bro. And Unbelievable. And that's that's. I find it almost my mission to really bring the light. Everyone no, like, yeah. talks so highly about everybody. You talk so well. You're always talking highly about guys. Yeah. Why do you think they're in the league? It's not just because they're good football players. Because you're just emotionally intelligent human beings. Nah, for real. You're, you're for real. like, guys. It's a microcosm of society. How many people in your office? Say you got a thousand people. Yeah. Let's say you know. Uh, let's go one percent of a thousand. Ten people. My math is correct. Uh, let's, let's just think about this. I don't know. There's probably more than ten bad people in that thousand person. Nah, for real, yo. Office, but not an NFL building. There's probably nope. one guy on every team that you don't want to one, with. One, 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 maybe two, a, maybe on a 90 man roster. So yo. that's why I'm like, yo, people are like, tell me about this guy. I'm like, well, he's unbelievable. He was, you know, homeless. He parents like go and boom, he's in the league. What do you think his journey was like? What do you think how? So, and you're saying it with a lot of guys, and I've got to know a lot of guys. There's a choice, there's a fork in the road. No, it is. And even for me, who was given a lot of things in this world, there was a choice oh, and a fork in the road. Yep. And, man, it's it, these guys, it, it's just unbelievable, the teammates, the stories. I'm so blessed. And that's why I'm like, yell to me, rookies. I'm like, put your effing phone down. Yo. This is going to end for you in two to three years, maybe even Yo. five. Say you're lucky you play six. You better enjoy the boys. Get your, food, get to you, your bro. phone down. Get off your phone in the hot tub and sauna and hang out with bro. the boys. That is a most that is a pivotal point, bro, because everybody not going to make it right. And I've been blessed enough to, you know, always, always be myself. And that's why so many guys that I know will say great things or whatever. But like the conversation, the camaraderie, the, you know, like, bro, I've always been me. And because of the simple fact that I've always been myself, bro, like. Man, I remember, man, I went on vacation with Tory, bro. Me, Tory and his family, like, we're so tight together, bro. Like, that's, that's my brother. Bro, that's the best like, that the league can give you is you're meeting these unbelievable men. Unbelievable. And, women, and you get to go be around them. Like, we do our tight end trip. I'm absolutely blessed for that. I'm going to London with guys. I'm absolutely man. blessed for that. Bro. And 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 I know, and again, people listening, maybe a couple NFL guys will listen to pro athletes. But the point is, this league is scattered. Yeah. Don't let somebody, you know, you know, one thing in the news, two things in the news, paint a picture yeah, on this league. This it's league not. is, and so CFL, so is the XFL. It's football. Yeah. We're just kids playing Pop Warner that are just getting paid to execute at a higher yeah, level. Pay, that's all. You get is. what I'm saying? Like, and, and and we're we're more than just, and that's the that's why I respect that you're doing the podcast too, because we're, you know, it goes back to the mantra, just like we're more than just athletes, man. Yeah. You know, we got a voice. Um, we have other passions other than just playing the game. Um, yeah, if somebody, worked, this, if somebody had a job, a, a nine to five or whatever it is, they work and they had a podcast, the people wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. But then if you're a football player or you're a basketball player and you have a podcast, they're like, oh, why does this person think they have a voice or I'm going to listen? Like someone tweeted me one day like, bro, just because you have a blue check mark doesn't mean you're important. And I respond, I said, thank you for the update. I really appreciate it. I don't, you know, I just, oh, I love messing with people on Twitter. But that plays a cesspool, by the way. That place. No, yeah, it is, right. man. I'm not gonna lie, man. That's why I try to be. I try to be as positive. I try to put positive messages out there. 
what I tweet, what I say, bro. It's a bad, it's a bad place, bro. Social media can be a bad place, man, where a lot of people who just sit behind their phones and hide behind, you know, whatever and be able to say whatever they want to say. But like, bro, like everybody has an opinion nowadays, bro. And, you know, you know, nobody's out here like, you know, really validated to even like really speak on certain stuff. So that's why like sometimes I really be, you know, quicker to listen and slow to speak. You know I'm what I'm saying? So it, that's for sure. It's it's definitely it's definitely a tough thing to do, but like bro, like, you know, I'm not I try not to come off as I know everything or man, I'm going through it just like you. I need the motivation just like you. I need but like it's gonna be these stories that we telling right now, and it's gonna be like, oh, okay, that's the other side of things. That's what it looks like, or that's what it feels like. Like No doubt, man. My I think there's a lot to unpack. We could go all day and I don't we know really could want. go all day, man. Mike, my, my question for you is here, are you are you comfortable making predictions for NFL playoffs? Oh wow. Well, you see, I got my bird's hat on, man. Who's gonna win it? And why? Or who's gonna be those? Well, I'll say this, man. I'll say this, man. Um, I've been to the last two Eagles games. I've been blessed enough to, you know, be able to, you know, 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 know a couple of people. I just want to say Saturday night is going to be ridiculous, bro. And I'm going to be in the building. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to be in there and I'm going to be screaming along with all them fans that's going to be in there because they can actually do something, man. They can actually do something, man. I, I, I say this, man. They got me back when they when they made those decisions that you know AJ Brown and they got you know Smith and all that. Like Hassan. I became, a, I, bro, Hassan. Oh my God, me and Hassan cool training that. We How cool is that, that he's coming home, man? I played with bro, him. I was devastated when he left Carolina. Unbelievable leader. Great. No, nah, bro. He he, bro. He's one of the man. I just love his story. I love everything about him, bro. We hang out, like, bro. We like we train together and stuff like that, bro. Like. I know what he about. I remember, like, I trained with him, like, during this, this past offseason. And, like, he'll come out with me and Kenny because Kenny Kit Reds is our, uh, our trainer. And I'll look at him, and I'll be like, yeah, you want you, yeah, you that. You want that this year. We both want the same thing. We go about It comes down to the mentality. I heard you talk about it earlier in the, in the podcast. You talked about the mentality, yo. It's just when you got a certain type of energy about you, bro, you got a certain type of mentality, it's just different, bro. And I feel like I feel like that 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 Eagles this Eagles team on Saturday, they gonna bring it, they gonna bring it, bro. It's, and and they the fans run bring deep? it too. Are they going? Are they? Oh, the fans are gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Eight thirty, people are gonna be lubed up, having a good time. Lubed up. Yo, are you? Are they winning the Super Bowl? What do you think? I think uh, this game this weekend on Saturday is going to tell me everything I need to know. There you go. That's a mic drop from Philly's finest. Like. The way, like, I've won championships, right? It may not have, you know what I'm saying? Like, in order to win a championship, bro, you got to run the ball. And if they come out and run the ball and move the ball how they've been moving the ball and play defense, they can do some really good things. You know, I was very fortunate in the CFL to win two great cups, and we just lost our third. Um we almost had a three-peat. It was the most beautiful, bro. You know, some of the catches I've made in those big games, you know, your big-time players got to make plays, bro. Um, that's what you get paid to do. That's what you get paid to do. Um, I remember holding up those, you know, those Grey Cup trophies and the energy and everything that goes along with it, man. Everybody's got to be bought in, bro. Great things How have to Canada, happen. 
Sorry, I mean to cut you off. How's Canada? Like Canada, Canada's different, man. It's a different world, bro. It's a the people are different, the cultures are different, the energy going out scene is different, the food, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll eat at a McDonald's out there. I'll go get a McDonald's burger at a at a McDonald's in Canada. That tells you a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just a different type of vibe and energy out there. But I can tell you this, man. The city of Winnipeg, bro, they really love their football, bro. They love their hockey, too, man. Great fans. They love their hockey. But, like, when you win championships, yo, and you see a city – like, we, they didn't win a championship in 19 years or 29 years or something like that. And when we brought them that first one in 29 years, back in 2019, seeing the tears, the cries at the parade, shirts off, chugging beers, and come on, man. You mean to tell me that this is what this feels like? You mean to tell me they love football like they love football in the States up here? Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up, yo. And when you get that, when you get that, that ring that sits on your finger, bro. Yeah, sign me up, bro. I, I, it's it's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest things that, you know, like it's a life lesson, man. Sometimes the dream doesn't work out how you expect it to be. You know, every kid's dream is to be in the NFL. It takes a man to adjust his dream, to adjust it and say, all right, maybe this is where God wants me to be. Like this is this is where I can build it. And little old eighty-eight that started at Del never wore eighty-eight when I was in the NFL. When I got the Winnipeg, he gave me number 88, man. And it was like I was back. It was like I got all my juice back. All the fed, all the times where I felt like, man, every time I got cut, man, I got cut like six times, seven times, eight times, bro. Just figuring out like how, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And so many times where I had to pick myself back up. And I picked myself up back enough to go up and I said, you know what? I'm gonna take this trip up up north. And I had the same mentality that I came in when I was going to Division Three. I was like, you know, I'm going to go up here for two years, and I'm going to leave. I came up here for two years. COVID happened, and I'm still here, bro. And it's probably one of the greatest and most best decisions I ever made in my life, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm Great. actually in, a, in these next few weeks, I'm working on a, a, new, a new deal, hopefully coming soon. And I want to sign a long-term deal, bro. Cha-ching. The great Rashid Bailey, Philadelphia legend. As you guys know, what an unbelievable man. 58 minutes, 60 minutes of just rocking and rolling with a good friend of mine. Lucky to call your friend. Lucky to get closer over the years. Looking forward to getting closer. Really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Enjoy the game, man. I'm sure you have a good one going on that one. Staying warm, drinks. I'm going to be turned up, yo. I'm going to enjoy myself, man. Like... I got so much more to say. You know what I'm saying? That's why, listen, tune in to Showtime Speaks, man. It's coming. I got so much more, man. So much more. That's a, that's the plug, man. I appreciate you plugging your stuff. Showtime Speaks, great follow on Instagram. Great motivator. We're going to have him back all again. Maybe I'm going to talk to him about joining our media company, but he doesn't even know that yet. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Another episode of the Colin Thompson Show. Rasheed Bailey. I'm Colin Thompson. See you all later.
I'm coming from a time where kids think they're gangsta. 